Shalom. Today's daf yomi is Nazir daf Chaf is Nazir twenty two. Today's daf yomi we start on the top of twenty two a with the brisa, and we're trying to uh, the gemara. The reason why the gemara is bringing the brisa is the gemara is trying to prove whether or not we say when a husband rejects the wife of a vow is he miakar akar or is he megas guy is that he severed retroactively from the beginning so it was never there in the first place or does he just or that's called miyaka akar, he's uprooting it, or is he make his guys, or does he sever it from this point forward? So, so meaning to say it was originally there, but he's now just severing it moving forward. So the Gemara brings the uh, Bryce on the top of Chav Bezim et al, and the Gemara says the following, Ha'isha shenadra benazir, let's say there was a woman who took a vow to be a Nazarite, benitmes, and then after she took this vow, she became Tmeya, she, she, she came in contact with a dead body, v'acharkach, Hey, for Wabawa, but then afterwards, her husband rejects her vow. So, what's the status of this woman? So, the Brisa tells us, she brings a sin offering for a bird, and this is called the Chatasa'of, the Ena Oasa'of, and she doesn't bring the Oasa'of. That when a, the, if, a per, if a person becomes Tamei while they are a Nazir, then they have to bring carbon tumma. The carbon tumma consists of two bird offerings and an asham offering. So therefore, in this case, the woman is not bringing the oasa of, and so there, she's not bringing the the bird offerings are chatas and an oaf. And the fact that she's not bringing the oasa of doesn't disprove that. Therefore, the husband is miyakar akar; he's uprooting it retroactively, and so therefore she was never a nazira to begin with. And so therefore, even though she became tmiya, we're going to say she was never a nazirite. So the gemara asked the question: well, if you're going to say that, and the Gemara says, this proves it's miyakar akar, because if you're going to say that the husband just severs it going forward, taisi nami oasa'of, then she should also bring the oasa'of. So in fact that she's not bringing the oa, that proves that the husband is miyakar akar, he, he uproots it retroactively. So the Gemara asks the question, now am I, so what do you want to say, miyakar akar, that retroactively he's, uh, uh, do you want to say that he's retroactively uprooting it? Well, if that's the case, then why is she bringing the chatasof? She shouldn't bring that either. If she was never in the zero, okay, I understand that she doesn't bring the oa, but then she shouldn't bring the chatas. And this price says she brings the chatasof. They, they should be havahatalia, as, as the Talmud says earlier in the in the in the in the Masechta, that they should be dependent upon each other. If she's bringing the oa, she should bring the chatas. If she's not bringing the oa, she shouldn't bring the chatas either. So the Gemara says, well, no, the, she doesn't bring the oa because it's miyakar akar. But she she brings the chatas because this price is going according to the position of Rabbi Eliezer Akapar. And we had this price earlier already in our tractate. And this is the price of Rabbi Eliezer Akapar who says, Why does the verse tell us from the one who sinned on the soul? Why does the verse tell us that? That this is a verse that it's actually cited about a person who becomes Tamei. If a person becomes to me, and then while they're naz, right? And then the verse tells us, well, this person has to bring this Nazareth who became to me, has to bring their carbon tumma. They have to bring one bird offering for a sin offering, and one for an Ola offering. And if they do that, they'll achieve an atonement from that which they soul, that would say sin for their soul. And then they start again their count of their Nazirus on, on that day, which we had also learned earlier. That there was a dispute whether it starts on the day that they that they bring their offerings or the next day, but it, in any event, we see from here, Rabbi Lazar Kapar is saying, why is this person committing a sin? So the Gemara wants to know why is why is Rabbi Lazar Kapar committing a sin? What is their sin that they that they've done by 
by bringing the sin offering. What 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 have they done by becoming Tamei? So the Gemara explains here. Belezer Kapara states, What was the sin that this person did by becoming Tamei? So the Gemara explains that their sin was as follows. According to Rabbi Belezer Kapara, they should see Ratzmah because they with, refrained from from drinking the wine, because this person took a Nazarite vow and refrained from drinking the wine, Nikrachote, they're called a sinner. Now, even though, even though in the end, their vow is going to be annulled, and so this woman's vow is annulled, and so she was never a Nazarite to begin with, nevertheless, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all, because we're going to say that it is, that since she spent a period of time where she wasn't a Nazarite, therefore she's going to be, where she was a Nazarite, and therefore she was not drinking wine. Even though she wasn't a Nazarite, she wasn't drinking wine for that period of time. And so since she wasn't drinking wine for that period of time, we're going to say that that was a sin. Obviously, you can go a day or two without drinking wine. But if you if you intentionally don't drink wine as a way of serving God, Rabbi Lezer Kapar says that that is going to be considered a sin. And so therefore, our Brisa here, which says that she doesn't bring the Olasov, but she brings a chatasov is going according to Rebbe Lezer HaKapar. The Rebbe Lezer HaKapar is saying miyakar akar, that it's, the vow is approved retroactively. And the reason why the vow is approved retroactively is, is because that's, that's what the husband has done. But she still has to bring the chatasov because even though she wasn't a Nazarite, she still was, has to bring a sin offering for not, for not drinking the wine. So the Gemara says, and now the Gemara ends with a powerful statement. The Gemara says, and in fact, it's a kavachomer. This person, all they did was not drink the wine. And they're called a sinner, Nikrachote. They're called a sinner, Hamitzara, it's only called Avar. Somebody who goes and 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 refrains from anything, meaning to say that commentaries say somebody refrains from from eating, meaning the person who takes upon themselves a series of fasts, it's a way of serving God. How much more so is this person considered a sin? That the Torah only tells us that there's one day a year we have to fast. The Torah says, Yom Kippur. This person says, I want to serve God by not fasting on other days, by fasting on other days. According to Rabbi Lazar that person is a sinner.